Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Now it's time for... Walker Retail Ranger. Relax. You're quite safe here. All right, speaking of talking to myself, uh, hey everybody out there in podcast land, it is uh, Sunday, May 14th, 2023, episode 74, occurring on what? Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the retail rangers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Happy happy Mother's Day, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Great day for that. So uh, how you doing there, Liz? Great. Hey, uh, thank you. uh, Put on a wonderful uh, breakfast buffet this morning that was... Very nice. We we ate very well. That was fun. What what was that music? Uh, that was the. Uh, do you remember the show Max Headroom? Yes. Little little showing our age there. It was uh, a little weird. So I found there's this group I used to listen to in the '80s called the Art of Noise, and they're very an, an eclectic kind of funky thing. Not a lot of people have heard of them, but they had a song called Beatbox uh, Diversion One or something. One of my favorite all time tunes. It's just weird. And uh, they had actually done this theme song for Max Headroom. This is called Paranormia, or Paranomia? Yeah, Paranormia. And I just thought it was really weird to play on there today. So, that, Oh, bless you, Roddy. Roddy's got the allergies going on. So, uh, obviously, today is Mother's Day. And coincidentally, it's also National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Oh, well, I made buttermilk pancakes. You did. You did. And they were amazing. They were copycat IHOPs, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. And your only critique was you felt they deserved a little bit more salt. Yeah. And with the flour and the bacon side. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I'm down with that. There's also (laughs) National Watch Day. Not getting a lot of props because it's Mother's Day. Like wristwatch? Yeah. That's weird. Very weird. Um, National Military Spouse Appreciation Day. Oh. So we appreciate all of our military spouses out there. Absolutely. Thank you for your service. And it's National Dance Like a Chicken Day, Liz. <laughs> you were out there with the birds today. Yeah, I was messing around with them. Yeah, I saw you were trying to get them to let you pet them. And, you know, they act like they're coming after you one minute. And the next minute you try to pet them and they run from you. Well, they chase me. I know. They, they've so, actually caused injury to your uh, leg, I believe. Yeah. That's, so I actually went on the offense today. That's what I'm saying. He's got to show those Golden Girls who the boss is. Whew, they don't do that to me. I think it's because of the rooster mentality. Yeah. I do have, I literally have my rooster socks on today. Maybe that's what <laughs> it was. So, what you got cooking there, Liz? Okay, so you remember we went to Bush Gardens a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, way before when we had we had money and stuff was cheaper. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, well, you know how much I love potatoes. Well, we both do. Oh, yeah. So, I was thinking about those potatoes we had in the... Um, German building. Oh yeah, over in the the Fest House, October yeah, Fest House October or something. Fest. Yeah. And that German potato salad. Oh my goodness, that stuff was amazing. So, I researched online and I actually found like a picture of the actual script from there that has a recipe on it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Like from Bush Gardens? Yeah. No way. It was on Pinterest. Okay. Well, so, I'm Pinterested. 
And I've made it before. Yes, you have. And it's just so good. It is. But I saw a couple ingredients on here that I didn't know that they put in there. Do you so. think it's going to add value and make it better? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. it will. All right. So all it is is um, you boil some potatoes. And I read where it's better to use a waxy potato versus a starchy potato. Really? Because that holds up better, which yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, I guess starchy potatoes tend to crumble, right? Yeah, so okay. if you look up German potato salad online. I will right now. It is the potatoes look more cubed or, you know, kind of in squares. What Bush Gardens, they were more in slices, which I like better. So you boil potatoes, let them cool till they're like chili, and then you slice them. Um, you refrigerate, well, make sure they've refrigerated for at least six hours because it, if they're not cold enough, they're going to fall apart. Um, anyway, it says peel them. I think, you know, with a waxy potato, the skin is a little thinner. So that would make sense. Especially like a red potato. I think it would make it kind of pretty to I agree. The skin on. So you cook bacon, diced up in a frying pan, um, strain the bacon out, and then you throw in some onion. It calls for a whole cup of chopped onion. I'm not afraid of onions anymore. No, no. And like a cup of bacon. Okay. I love bacon, my goodness. So then um, you just add cornstarch. It's like three tablespoons. That's why you're asking me if we had cornstarch. Yes, yes. She accused me of using cornstarch the wrong way. No, because you're and always was, coming up with something. Do we have any baking soda? And I never know what you're doing with this stuff. I watch uh, these little stupid TikTok things on how to clean my headlights. <laughs> and sometimes it helps and sometimes it doesn't. So you put the cornstarch right in there with the grease um, mix up the cornstarch and water. They call for two cups of water. So you stir it till it's thickened. You add everything in there except for the potatoes. Um, once it's thickened, then you put the potatoes in there. And um, you also add a half cup of vinegar, two tablespoons of sugar. Mm. And they call it for a fourth cup each of pickle relish and pimento peppers. And that's what you didn't have in years before. Yeah, so I'm really interested. I think the pickle will kind of help cut that yeah bacon i can see that grease. i don't i don't remember seeing the like the pimento peppers yeah. in there though huh. i don't know what kind of value that would really add I don't other know. than color well I i'll just know. try it but i didn't I, I didn't put all the bacon in there yeah like when we were stirring and mixing and all that i saved some for to put on top yeah just sure so there's a little garnish texture. yeah gotta have so are we texture. having this tonight no oh <laughs> but I am going to make it because I do want to try. Oh, you're talking about last time you made it, you saved the bacon. Yes, oh, yes. Okay, save the bacon. Yeah, you Hashtag. think there's bacon downstairs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, man. I have to hide bacon when I... Yes, you do. B between me and Roddy, you have to like double your... Yeah, y'all start snooping around. So before we get started on the uh, retail roundup, I do want to tell you, well, I was doing some research because there's been some uh, uptick in the unavailability of frozen French fries. A lot, a lot of the uh, store brands... Out in the world, there, um, most of that stuff's made by McCain Foods. So I was trying to research that to see if there is officially a frozen potato shortage again, and I, I came across this website. And I just wanted to tell you about it real quick. I'm not going to go on to it, but PotatoNewsToday.com. Okay, <laughs> that that, PotatoNewsToday.com. But what I love about it, the little subheader: No nonsense, no frills. Potato news stories from around the world. Because when I'm talking and I'm, I'm doing potato research, I want no nonsense or no frills. <laughs> right. I just want straight up potato. Just give it to me straight. God, man, I just thought that was hilarious. So I didn't really find out too much other than 
I did read that a, a lot of farmers had decreased their um, growth by like 10%, their crop production by 10%. And I don't know if it was like they're trying to catch up and try to find that happy medium between feast or famine. So, because I remember so many potatoes, thousands of tons of potatoes got destroyed yeah. over the last couple of years um, with all that. And then they had to play catch up. So, I don't know. If you see them and you want them, you probably should buy them. Yeah. Because they might not be there on the next truck. Uh, speaking of, uh, the government released the uh, CPI for April 2023. I'm not going to go into it all nitty gritty. We all know it sucks. But uh, food at home prices in April increased 7.1% versus April 2022. A couple categories that the most, the most dramatic increases. Margarine up 23.8%. I believe that. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's not even butter. Uh, eggs up 21%. That's coming down a little bit, but it's still up versus April last year. Frozen veggies up 19%. Mm. Uh, flour and prepared flour mixes, 18% increase. And cookies up 16%. So, I mean, we've been talking about it since since we started about the whole flour and grains yeah. and all that stuff. So, But here's where I'll end on this on the CPI. Yes, food was up 7.1% versus this time last year. But you know what it was this time last year? It was almost 11%. So in two years, we're up 18% versus what we're... We're paying 18% more for stuff than we were two years ago in food. And I guess that's that's the thing, man. I got a couple of stories, you know, after we finish this part. You know, there's a lot of layoffs happening that are behind the scenes. And they might seem small um, and sporadic. But folks that are, if you're not running 20% to 21% sales increases right now, you're not beating, at least in the retail grocery business, you're not beating last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's just going to, there's going to be a bubble. I feel like there's going to be a bubble that pops. And and I think there's a lot of pressure on companies to really kind of get their their ducks in a row going into the second half of the year. Now. I do want to say, I feel like there's a, a word of caution that I'll put out there as a retail ranger. When people start putting the pressure from the top down, where does it end up? At the store. True. Right? So, I, I don't know. I don't have a good explanation, but I've talked to quite a few folks that work in this, this industry, and there is an absolute need for like a productivity expectations reset. I think the last couple of years really kind of 2020 was so chaotic. It was almost fun because you could do no wrong, right? <laughs> it was like you get anybody, you hire somebody and they're putting out something. At least it's something, right? Just to get something on those bare shelves. And then, you know, it's a weird couple of years there. And now we're kind of, we're post pandemic. Um, the expectations are yes. coming back into the stores from corporate, but the people aren't used to that. Right. Um, especially the ones that came on during the pandemic because mm-hmm. it was a free-for-all. It was like, we, you know, you don't have a name tag on. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you for coming to work and putting up the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. But now, like, transitioning, and, and, and that, this is what I think is the tough part. You know, the, the corporate side of it, they've got to get those expectations back going again for the financial reasons. You know, you got to get back on track knowing that the economy is kind of going into a weird spot. It's going to slow down quite considerably. So a lot of companies are putting a lot of pressure 
but it comes down on us. And, and we've been dealing with this pressure, this unbelievable stress for the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's just very difficult. So if there are any corporate folks out there listening, we appreciate what you do. Just remember, we are still human beings. We are not AI yet. <laughs> and, and I guess that, that's what scares me too. You know, I've been doing this 35 years. My body is physically challenged <laughs> on what I can do now, right? right? I mean, I literally went to the chiropractor last Friday for my regular maintenance checkup. <laughs> and then I should have gone there again Tuesday, according to the doc, because I waited again till Friday, a week after my hip injury. And holy crap, that he, he had to smack me down like he hurt me <laughs> in a great way. Yeah. Um, but and that's the reality of it. I'm a 50-year-old retail ranger here my body can only do but so much and as like middle management like i am you got to be able to motivate your troops yet filter the expectations coming down from corporate and you got to balance you got most stores have your veteran crew that's been in there for a little bit there's a core group of people Mm -hmm. but you've picked up a lot of people along the way over the last couple years some of them might not have been that great but now, too, seeing the folks that we seem to be hiring into the retail category at store level. I mean, and this is like cross-company. This isn't, you know, just the grocery business. This is retail in general. Folks that we're hiring are coming in. They're expecting higher wages and to do less work. Yeah. And that does not work very well. No. <laughs> I mean, you're paying more and getting less. And that's the other thing I feel like corporate probably needs to pay attention to as well is, you know, it's it's easy for them to sweep and say, hey, pay people this. And I'm not talking just about grocery. I'm talking about the, the entire employment industry. Mm-hmm. Raise everybody's wages. Great. They did not raise the expectations with those at all. Right. And and that's, the, that's what we're suffering with now, I, I feel like. And I don't know what the answer is to get the productivity piece up there other than, I mean, you get to the point where you don't want to keep turning people over left and right, right? Right. So... I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. But anyways, uh, prices suck in food. <laughs> we're paying 18% more than we were two years ago. And here's the funny thing, Liz. My paycheck didn't go up 18%. Did you notice that? Yeah. 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 I bet you did notice that, CFO. <laughs> oh, get out of here, Roddy. Come here. So, and this isn't really economic related, but this could have an economic uh, impact here locally. Uh, now, Wegmans is a phenomenal grocery chain from the Northeast. They moved down here to Virginia a couple yeah. years ago. They're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were building a distribution center in Hanover County. And apparently they've gotten, from this article, they've almost finished building the facility. Well, it, I'll just read the headline. Virginia Supreme Court shoots down Wegmans' appeal concerning distribution center. No. The court found that neighbors do have the right to challenge local approvals of a large distribution center. Uh, In February, Wegmans asked the court to reconsider a decision that found that local neighbors have the right to challenge approvals of the distribution center. Uh, The denial offered no explanation of the reasoning of the judges whose earlier decision was unanimously in favor of the neighbors. So the neighbors got something to stop it. Wegmans said, no, I'm going to appeal it. Wegmans gambled and said, hey, let's go forward with this. And then mm. apparently the Supreme Court said, hey. The- well, I kind of get it. Oh, I do, too. I mean, do you want a bunch of tractor trailers? No, I, to- I totally understand <laughs> that. But why would you gamble? Uh, the distribution center, I forgot how much they said it was going to cost. But that thing was approved back in 2020. 
um, supposed to create 700 jobs. And, and that's, that's the downside of this thing. We just lost the Tyson plant, I think, in that area. Mm-hmm. And it would have been nice to have something offset that. Right. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I guess we'll stay posted. But uh, Wegman's got tax credits and $2.35 million in state incentives to build that thing. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, that just, that just kind of sucks all over the place. Oof. Uh, Costco e-commerce sales dropped nearly 6% in April. And we've talked about a couple podcasts ago. Um, Costco's uh, e-commerce was kind of slipping. Well, mm-hmm. it's continuing to slip. Uh, their comp store sales in the United States increased 0.9% and 1.4% company-wide for the retail month of April. E-commerce has continued to un- underperform. Now, here's the thing. We were talking about it earlier. Their comp sales year over year are only up 0.9%. Oh, gosh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're really in the hole as far as if you look at the inflationary piece of it and everything. Um that, that's really all it is there that e-commerce is slowing down with Costco. And when I saw what their actual same store sales were, that made me kind of nervous. Uh, Dollar Tree to, let, to lay off about 90 at their corporate office. And that's what I'm saying. It's not a panic thing. I don't know how many corporate employers or employees are at Dollar Tree. But, you know, letting off 90 people, that means they're starting to trim the fat. Sounds like it. Uh, Dollar Tree. And this is kind of local because I think it's down in Chesapeake, Virginia here. Uh, we can... Dollar Tree plans layoffs at its corporate headquarters. We can confirm fewer than 90 positions are being eliminated as we establish an outsourced model for our enterprise contact center. Oh, I just figured that out. That means when you call Dollar Tree, you're not going to be speaking to the folks at Dollar Tree. Outsourced, yep. A company spokesperson said in a statement, uh, this is from Retail Dive, we are providing transition support for affected associates, including severance pay and outplacement services. So... That's going to be going down by June 23rd. Great way to start the summer, everybody. Uh, Tyson Foods. Remember we were talking about them? Right. Did I hit the microphone thing? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just got the look from Liz. Uh, we need a professional producer up in here. Uh, Tyson Foods stock is on track for the, its worst weekly performance since November of 2008. Wow. I believe 2008 we had a recession, Liz. It was not a good year. And that's what's kind of lead me that obviously the economic stuff is telling us uh, save your money save your food buy a freezer buy reduced meat whatever you can Uh, buy two get one free or buy one get three free hook up on those deals Uh, Tyson's food is on track for a 20% decline uh, their stock is which be as its worst performance since November 2008 at the height of the financial crisis according to Dow Jones market data the stock has fallen after meat producer after the meat producer swung to a surprise second quarter loss and lowered its sales guidance. So they had a bad second quarter and ended up saying, Hey, we're not going to have a good year Uh, on the company's. Oh wait, uh, hurt. It was all hurt by charges stemming from plant closures and job cuts, which we talked about as well as weak demand for meat, which makes no, it makes sense, dude. You jacked the price up on the meat. We can't afford the meat. Did my paycheck go up 18%? No. Yeah, but chicken is, you know, more of a budget item. It is, but even chicken's expensive. I mean, when I was weighing up wings the other day, when they were on sale, I was like, oh, that's a good deal. But when they're not on sale, it's like, whoa, yeah, that's, that's a chicken true. wing. But think about it. And it was kind of ties in what we were talking about before. We're paying people more money and expecting less from them. 
So a meat plant, which high capital overhead, you can imagine, yeah. refrigeration, saws, knives, all that stuff, you pay somebody a lot more money to do that, and they're producing less, that's going to increase the cost of the meat. I mean, it's and then you close the plant. Yeah. I mean, ah, it's just kind of a little what, what, a typhoon, a cyclone, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of that, but that, that's just... Kind of a harbinger of doom. I didn't tap it on the desk this time. Um, we're going to jump into, we obviously talk about and joke about AI a lot, right? Right. So I'm not going to read the whole article here, but basically they have figured out a way. Uh, self-checkouts is a big, big way for uh, people to steal stuff. And they are going to be utilizing AI more and more. This company raised $71, millions to battle, $71 million to battle retail theft using AI. And basically, uh, I think this company is based out of Ireland, but they are going to figure out, like, when you walk up to the, the self-checkout, it's going to basically kind of do a quick scan of what you already have. Yeah, I was wondering how they were going to do that. And then when you go to scan an item and put it in the bag, great. Um, if you don't scan the item and put it in the bag, it's going to, like, kind of pause the transaction. Ah. Which will cause somebody to come over and say, hey, what can I do for you? I oh. thought maybe a robot would be at the front door and well, say, Well, that's probably <laughs> coming. I mean, that's probably coming. And then there, there's some kind of, the the way the cameras work in, it's going to be able to detect motion. Mm. And, I don't know. I just As far as AI goes, uh, yeah, I can see it um, adding value with that. But it's also putting us in the position where we're using self-checkouts now. Because low productivity, high wage, uh, lack of people coming to work True. Um, on the anti AI trick. This is kind of funny. It was a little thing that popped up and I just figured I'd bring it to our attention. Cause I don't know. I didn't shop there very much, but Hobby Lobby. Oh yeah. Apparently they don't use barcodes. The cashier like actually hand, like hand keys and the yeah, stuff. I never at the noticed. Well, there is hardly any item you can purchase that doesn't have a barcode. Right. Right. I mean, even limes have a little barcode mm-hmm. on them. In fact, getting to the checkout only to learn your item doesn't have a barcode can prove to be a challenge. Unless you're shopping at Hobby Lobby. Um, frequent visitors to Hobby Lobby may have noticed that their cashiers don't scan tags, but rather manually enter the item's price and, if applicable, sales prices. Like old school. The uh, Hobby Lobby founder and CEO David Green wrote in his book, More Than a Hobby, that opting against barcodes and scanners at registers puts people first. He writes that he doesn't want employees to think the company values computers over them. Huh. That's kind of wild. There's a gamble. <laughs> You're right? <laughs> well, they're doing pretty good. So yeah, they're hanging in I there. I love so, Hobby Lobby. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, sometimes simple's better, um, especially when it comes to that. I don't know. I'm really, really eat up about that productivity piece because um, ro- robots can obviously do stuff more consistently, faster, quicker, and it's almost like we're setting it up to where we're trying to eliminate the human piece of it because if we're going to pay them a lot of money to get a little productivity, might as well pay a lot of money to get a robot in there that doesn't have to take a break. You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. No potty breaks, no smoke breaks. They're great with customers. <laughs> uh, I, I read something that... What can I help you with? <laughs> customers are rather, some customers and some chains rather go to the self-checkouts because they don't want to deal with cashiers' attitudes. And that's just sad, man. I mean, that's how fast the retail industry has changed since we've been in it. It was all about, you know, friendly, happy, blah, blah. I mean, now, the way we have evolved over the last couple of years, I think it it crushed a lot of people's personalities. 
if they were extroverted, they're not, or they're less extroverted. Um, it obviously gave the introverted folks even more of a shell and then kind of turn everybody loose and flip a switch and boom, we're back to normal. I, I think the psyche of retail changed. Um, I, I'm going to come up with some kind of catchy phrase for what, what we're going to call these last couple of years. But it's not going to be on the show. Uh, okay. i got to think about that for a little bit. Uh, we're going to end on a very happy note. I have some shopping lists, Liz. Yay. Uh, oop, wrong app. Definitely don't want Chef Liz seeing that one. All right. <laughs> this one's on a little post-it note from Trazolol, some kind of drug. Trazolol. A protonin injection. Ah, give it up. What? A- every other commercial is a drug thing. All right, so here's what they need. Black pepper. Uh Cracker slash Neko, N-E-K-O-T-S. How do yeah. you say Neko crackers? I guess it's called Neko, but I know what they're talking about. Uh, trash bags, rice, milk, American cheese, popsicles, water with four lines under it. So I hope the heck they got that water. Wow. That's obviously the most important thing Thirsty. there. And laundry debt. <laughs> All right. This one was at the, it was on the floor and it was run over a million times because people care. Uh, <laughs> milk. Juice, my old favorite, Banas. <laughs> B-A-N-N-A-S. My Gwen Stefani reference. Uh, oranges, tea. Oh, and sorry, it was three Banas, specifically. Three. Uh, and two soup dash progresso. Now, this is probably the one of the favorite ones that I've found, or funniest ones that I've seen in a long time. Okay. It's on a beautiful note card. It says notes up at the top with little flowers. <laughs> it's pretty. Hershey's for ice cream. They okay. had to write for ice cream? Hershey's for ice cream. Okay, somebody is shopping for this person. Yep. Uh, pot. Whoa. Hey. Potatoes, I'm yes. <laughs> They just couldn't spell it. Smoke pork chops. with and, and this one has directions. Next to ham job. <laughs> oh, no. Next ham to, hocks, maybe? Next to ham job. Make sure I clarify that. H-A-M-J-O-B. But if you say it fast, hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, whip cream. All right. Rx prescription. Right. Uh, hamburger, hamburger buns, hot dog buns. I just thought, I, I about lost my mind when I saw next to ham job. <laughs> when I read it quickly and I said it quickly. I wonder what that means. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's some pigs out there working somewhere, doing some construction, and that's where the smoked pork chops are, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But I'm going to find out where a ham job is. All right. On that note, right. do you have anything else, Liz? Nope. Well, we don't either. We're expecting another visit. We had one visit this morning, expecting another visit this afternoon, mm-hmm. and then we're going to eat. What are we eating? Oh, I don't know. I'm oh, still full. Oh, no. I'm still full. I am breakfast. too. Wow. All right. We save our money. We'll figure something out. We'll have some water and laundry debt. Urgent. All right, <laughs> folks. Hey, appreciate your support. Your, your I appreciate pork. your support. I was thinking about smoke pork yeah, chops. I uh, appreciate your support, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun. Work hard and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.